0: Jonesboro was as crowded and ugly as always. Horses and wagons clogged the streets, filling the air with silty brown dust. Men shouted. A stagecoach rattled by, three men clinging to its top. Hezzy tried so hard to see who or what was inside it that she nearly went over the side of our wagon. We had all gone together in the end. Hezzy yearned so for excitement, and Nan would not be left behind. The storekeeper took Ma's coverlet and paid her in cash, ten bits. Not as much as we had hoped. Twould be more in trade," he offered cheerfully. He had pigs in the yard behind the store. I could smell them. I hated my cough, my eyes. As he fingered the row of silk ribbons on the counter, Nan looked all about, eyes full of wonder. I choked just then and brought up a huge knot of phlegm. Paul passed me his handkerchief so I could spit it out. I wiped my eyes. They itched worse the more I rubbed them. The storekeeper looked sympathetic and handed Ma the coins without another word. The doctor had an office on the main street. He had a room just for sitting in, full of wood-backed chairs, with whitewashed walls, and a real glass window looking onto the street. Hezzy stood and watched. "'Tis the woman from the stagecoach," she cried. "'Look, Nan, what a gown she's wearing. Oh!' Nan looked. "'There's a lad with her,' she observed. Hezzy's face turned pink. I guessed the lad might be handsome. Hezzy had started to think of such things." Daughter, sit down, Pa commanded. Ma put her arm around my shoulder and let me lean into her. Hezzy sat, looking ashamed. The inner door opened and the doctor came in. He was not large, but he was so fine and elegant that he seemed to fill the room. He wore lace ruffles at his wrists and neck. He had silver buttons on his waistcoat. He looked too grand to talk to, until he smiled, and his smile also filled the room. This must be my patient, he said, bowing low over my hand. Sir, I whispered, how do you do? Better, I believe, than you, child, he said, but we will fix that. The doctor led us all into his examining room. He looked into my nose and eyes He leaned his head against my chest and listened to my heartbeat. He felt my pulse. She has no fever, he said. She does not seem to suffer from an excess of blood. My parents nodded. But as you see, she suffers from a great excess of phlegm. Her head and chest are full of it. Again my parents nodded. I nodded too. I felt full of phlegm. The old midwife said t'was asthma, Hezzy said. She made Lizzie an onion poultice. Ma shook her head at Hezzy for speaking out of turn, but the doctor looked at her kindly. Yes, asthma, he said. You can hear it in her lungs, but you can see she does not suffer from asthma alone. Her eyes and nose are affected too. He smiled grandly. The cause, dear child- is an excess of phlegm. He turned to Ma and Pa. The thing we must do is purge her. The doctor shook some brown powder into a small glass. He added water from a pitcher, stirred with his finger, and handed it to me. I drank it down. Then the doctor held a basin for me while I vomited again and again until my sides ached and my stomach writhed. There you are the doctor said gently. He wiped my face with a cloth and gave me some water to rinse my mouth. I dared not swallow it. Keep her quiet at home, he told my parents, and bring her back whenever she may need it. Do you live in town? They explained that we had a two-hour journey. He nodded and wrapped a packet of purging powders for my mother to take with us. Lastly, he named his fee. One Spanish dollar. My mouth fell open.